Listen up, maggots. We got targets inbound. So lock and load your senses and stand by for imminent contact. If you love beer, you're in the beer army. So grab a frosty brew and get ready. It's time to liberate your senses. It's Beer Army Engaged on Beer Army Radio. Welcome to the program. As always, Mick Dagger here. And the general. And man, wrapping up the badass week last week, man. Yeah, no, it was a flurry of activity. It felt good to put it in the books. Kind of heartbroken that it's done already, though, too, at the same time. And uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, we the conclusion of Beer Army Beer Week with the anchor event being Give Em Hell Day up at Double Barley. Um, the release of the uh, Give Em Hell, mm. uh, 10.4% Imperial Red Ale. And then I want to give a shout-out to the Ginger Ninja, uh, Matt Smith, and All About Beer Magazine for <laughs> hosting us uh, at their World Beer Festival Raleigh, which is also Saturday, as they gave us uh, plenty of space to do a, a silent auction. And um, I don't know how much we've raised, but you know we raised a good chunk of change and uh, really appreciative of that. And uh, Super Dave was out there, too, helping us out. And, and nice. uh, Christy, she was out there, too, as well. And... Um, yeah, we just we really appreciate it, and uh, so yeah, we had a very busy Saturday. But the the week, the, le- the events leading up to the week, we had the um, uh, that li- the limited beer release from Sierra Nevada there that we had on Wednesday, and that was fun. That, that was, was really awesome. awesome. The, the people that did the pub crawl, uh, for, it seemed like it was a big success. It sounds like we might need to retool it because I guess uh, people did it as a sprint marathon, oh, you know, no. six stops, and and uh, I guess there were some reports of puking in front of the burger company, <laughs> which is not what we want to have happen. No, you got to pace yourself. <laughs> yeah, we we we. Jeez. Uh, and I guess people running through downtown to get their uh, passports turned in by eleven o'clock, twenty three hundred, you know, and it's like that's not what we, you know, um, <laughs> you know, we weren't trying to condone or, or promote that per se. We were just, uh, but I know that uh, Scott uh, House Mouse Scott's going around today and. Uh, we're getting very favorable reports back from people and, and the business owners who are involved with that, that um, they're, you know, they love how we do the passport. You know, uh, it's, it's yeah, a traditional that's, that's pub a, crawl, but it's a different, it's got a different spin on it. And yeah. a lot of people are happy about it. So That's awesome. But, uh, speaking of, uh, you brought up Give Him Hell in there. Yeah. And we're, uh, we have a, a bottle of this delicious we nectar do. right we do. in front of us. That's right. And uh, we have featured Double Barley multiple times. We featured this beer last year, but I feel like we have to feature it again because even though it's the same beer, I noticed that it tastes a little bit different than last year's. A little and bit. I have held on to a couple of bottles from last year so I can do a vertical. I'm going to age some of this, too, and keep doing that because I think it's really cool to do that. Uh, but, um, yeah, so from Double Barley Brewing Company, and you get more information from them by going to doublebarleybrewing.com uh, out of Smith, Smithfield, North Carolina. It is the Give em Hell Imperial Red Ale coming in at 10.4% ABB. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you can go back to um, last year's episode, uh, which was episode, I want to say it was like 120-something. I don't remember. I don't have my notes in front of me. It was Crash Landing. I remember that. I remember the title. Um, and where we talked about this beer. This year, the beer, again, it's similar like last year. I mean, it had a really nice, when we poured it, I mean, look at your glass there, dude. Mm-hmm. It, it's, you know, that rocky foam lacing and everything that's coming down the side. You know, it's like an off-white type lacing. But, you know, it, it pours a pretty clear... Um, it's this reddish brown tint that going on with it, you know, and it, it is a red ale. Yeah, well, yeah, no, it's a red ale, but it has like this whippy cream type, mm-hmm. which was similar to last year's too, and and it's weird because this isn't like barrel aged or anything, but because it's a big multi beer, I get that sense, I get that feel, I get that vibe, like yeah, you know, it's getting ready to hit the lips, baby. You know what I mean? So um, <laughs> I do get this. Um, kind of a earthy 
uh, sense to it. And I think that must be from a lot of the malt and stuff like that, maybe. Um, but it, it's very a lot of caramel toffee. Um, it's a little sticky, not too bad. Uh, that the you know on the on that aroma, and then as you as you drink it, it's the same thing. You get this. Um, I'd say uh, medium to full body. I definitely I'm, I'm gonna say chewy because I have to. <laughs> That's your um, word. It, it finishes though, you know, kind of clean. I mean, the the again the body and the mouthfeel. I would say are medium to high. Carbonation is medium. Um, it, it's it just finishes so smooth though. It's not harsh. It's not hot. It's not like too much alcohol or anything like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It just it's just it's just a really damn good beer, and I think they did a really good job. It it seems like I love it how deceptive it is. Yeah, I'm trying to compare to last year. Of course, I haven't drank last year's. Uh, I haven't done my vertical comparison yet, so I'm going off of my memory. But it, it just—it's it, different. It's the same beer, but it's different. And I think that's really amazing how it can be like that. You know, um, the to me, it's it's the maltiness, and maybe it's because it, it the last bottle I had it aged so well. Yeah, but the maltiness doesn't seem to be as prevalent. But it's a fresh, oh, really? it's a fresh bottle to me. Yeah, yeah. But that's uh, I, I, you know, my palate isn't as versed as yours. No, well, I think it's amazing about this beer is you're right. This is a very young beer for such a big beer. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I mean, uh, it, but what it's amazing though is how it as it transitions, like it just gets. I, I don't want to say better per se because. I've had the beer a couple months, and then I had it six months and nine months, and it just it changes. I love how it, it has changes. Its, it has its different little facets, and I think it's a good beer from start to finish. Uh, you know, as it mature or not mature. See, that's that's why I say I don't want to say mature because maturing would be, give you the inclination or the imply that it gets better. I guess, mm-hmm. and that's not necessarily what I would say here. Um, it's just different. The profile changes. Yeah, you know? I, I I love it. I just like how it ages. Like you're saying, I mean. It it does take on a, a, whole, a different uh, complexity and everything yeah. else, but uh, it's a, it's just a great beer. It's deceptive, but it's episode one twenty seven. Yeah, see, I knew it was right around there. Yeah. That was Mountain Boy, and then of course, if you want the back uh, story on the history of Double Barley, uh, again founded by Larry and Cheryl Lane, you can go back to episode one eleven, Mountain Boy, where we talk about it in full depth. I was really blown away though. Uh, because we did have some poor weather at the beginning there, it cleared out just in time as we were kind of kicking off Give Them Hell Day. And, you know, our plan was, well, if we have inclement weather, we'll just move in the brewery. Dude, they got so much shit in that brewery. They had a new 60-barrel <laughs> tank that they haven't even pacified and put up yet or whatever. But, you know, since last year when we had Give Them Hell Day, they have done um, they've done other collaborations. Because we were their first collaboration they've ever done. But they've done other collaborations to include the rock band, you know, Crowbot. Mm-hmm. Uh, they brought in more fermenters. They, uh, they're canning two of their beers now. Um it is just amazing in just a year's time how much Double Barley Brewing has grown and and market penetration, just seeing their beers more readily available and everything else. It's just it just blew me away. I was just like, wow. <laughs> you know, it's just like wow. So uh, we had August is ours come out and they did live music and they did a pretty good job and uh, we had to put them inside though. I thought it was a little loud maybe for inside the tap room, but that's okay though, you know. It's a small and, area. Yeah, it's a small area, so you're cramming. Uh, Jim uh, Davis from Rock Vets came out and uh, he's another nonprofit and uh, cooks some food and stuff like that and. Uh, we have a very uh, great alliance or strategic partnership with uh, Rock Revets and Jim, and so we appreciated him uh, coming out there and doing that. And um, yeah, it was just a great day. Uh, unfortunately, um, uh, Sherry and Laryl. Um, Sherry and Laryl. Sh- 
What did I say? Larry and Cheryl. You said Sherry and Larry. Sherry and Larry. Jeez, man. Unless I'm that hearing beer, things. That beer's already kicking in already. <laughs> Cheryl. Sherry and Larry. Cheryl and Larry. Uh, no, I'm calling them Larry and Cheryl. Uh, no, Cheryl and Larry. <laughs> yeah, what, what, what is it? I don't know. Sherry and Larry. Yeah. And Mark, uh, they were out at the uh, Raleigh Brewing <laughs> Company for their beer Olympics. Uh, so they were unfortunately uh, unable to attend, but... Angie, the taproom manager, she was there, and all the other usual suspects, yeah. Richie, the assistant brewer, stuff like that. And it was really great to have them out there and share and partake in that. And uh, we debuted the uh, nice little gift for them um, with this um, aircraft metal uh, panel that was painted and had a uh, uh, bomber girl graphic and had the uh, give them hell. It just was really cool, I thought, how we did oh, it. Oh, absolutely. Then, and then we did the Beer Army Foundation logo as, like, strike campaigns. And since we started in 2015, this is the second year, so we put another. So it was, like, two, like like you're a, you know, a flight sortie on an aircraft, you know, successful <laughs> missions or whatever <laughs> yeah, you want to yeah. call it. So I, th- I thought that was, uh, it was, was pretty badass. That was a great idea, man. Yeah. That thing turned out amazing. I'm just really thankful that the weather, because uh, as it progressed, more and more people came out. So I was really happy about that, especially since we didn't have any room to really bring it inside. I mean, we tried to in the tap room, but the tap room got filled pretty fast. And then luckily, as the weather cleared out, we were able to push outside. Giant Jenga, kids running around, dogs running around. You know, it was just, it, it was really good to see everybody come together and, and, why they're coming together is because of beer it enables that but through that beer is where you have the conversation and people meeting other people and and finding out about organizations like the beer army foundation rock for vets and other things that are going on so uh again uh, just a shout out to um cheryl and larry lane uh, from double barley for um uh, doing the project again this year and uh you know give them hell and producing such a great friggin' beer um you know all the proceeds go help us to fund the scholarships and the scholarship program that we do and uh, yeah, so just really humbly thankful, and uh, just really appreciative. And so I would say it was it's a success, and um, yeah, very happy to put another one in the books. You know, so well, I love this beer, I love it, and I'm I'm glad. I mean, it's doing great things, and it's the initial start. Of, yeah. Of and as you're collaboration. Li- and as you're listening to this, uh, this beer is getting released statewide uh, through Mutual Distributing. They only pr- they're only producing like seventy cases or whatever, and I think for kegs. I want to say there's only like 30 or 40 sixtals or whatever. So wow. it's, it's a very limited release. If you want to get your hands on this beer, you definitely you need to run. <laughs> don't walk to yeah, yeah. your nearest beer hole to, to try to get your hands on it. And uh, I don't think you'll be disappointed. We definitely want to hear your feedback. Tell us what you think about it and everything. And, um, again, thanks for all those that came out and supported. Yeah, absolutely delicious. 10.4% Give Him Hell Imperial Red Ale. Definitely, if you can get your hands on it, take advantage of it. You won't be disappointed. And get a couple bottles. Let one age. That's right. And just see how it uh, it evolves because it's an amazing beer. And to make sure you do keep your, keep it around here on Beer Army Engaged, we have our Heroes Never Die coming up. And uh, an awesome story and, and fitting as the weather's getting warmer. Well, that we just had spring break and everything, so yeah, it only yeah. kind of you know made sense, I guess. Water, even though I don't think there's anybody getting in the water around here. <laughs> Maybe paddleboard, but not swimming <laughs> or sunbathing. Yeah, water's got to warm up around here, but I'll tell you what, there's still people that go into the water, and we've got an awesome story to share. It's coming your way for Heroes Never Die here on Beer Army Engaged. Go AWOL with Beer Army Radio. We're online and mobile at beerarmy.org. Every soldier needs quality gear. Get yours at BeerArmy.org. Hats, t-shirts, and more. Show Murphy he can't keep you down and announce to the world that you're in the Beer Army. Go to BeerArmy.org. Do it. Uh, By the way, Murphy's a bitch. It's Beer Army Engaged on Beer Army Radio. Oh, June 25th. We'll be here before you know it, man. 
That's right, and you're talking about the 7th Annual Brewburn Beer Fest. People need to hurry as discounted code, the discount code for discounted tickets expires on 10 April. So that's this weekend. So I'm telling you right now, go get them. People are buying their tickets, uh, especially if you want VIP tickets. You definitely want to buy those uh, as soon as you figure out that you're going because <laughs> there's a good chance you won't have them. And it's just a great time. It's a great location downtown on the water uh, where the Trenton and Noose Riverways meet. It's always beautiful. And, um, yeah, you still be able to buy tickets after this weekend. It's just they won't be discounted. So all the information on how to get discounted tickets, go to beerme.org um, slash events and go to Brewburn, and you'll see it there or whatever, and you can buy your tickets right there off the website. And then, Seven years in a row. Yeah. Seven. And then, of course, we're going to try um, – we're going to create a, a music event later on, a separate event. Um, it's not affiliated with Brewburn per se, but uh, we haven't come up with a name. We're still figuring out, you know, what we're going to do for music acts, if it's going to be national, local, or whatever, but – there will be more information to follow on that. So just keep it, uh, like you like to say, tuned in to the beerarmy.org webpage. Call it, and, call it Tune Burn. <laughs> tune Burn? Something. We're going to call know. it something. I don't know what the hell we're going to call it. but um, Yeah, so definitely um, get your tickets if you haven't gotten them already. should be a great year. We're looking forward to it. It's always a good time. So Always a great time. Great breweries are out there. It's just, a, And like you said, the location couldn't be better. Right there at the New Bern Riverfront Convention Center, downtown New Bern. So check it out. Don't forget beerarmy.org that's your avenue for tickets the discount code expires this weekend so take advantage of it and uh right now the heroes never die segment you've lined up when i saw this i was like oh my god yeah this is uh they're all powerful each in their own way and it's it's time to dive into this amazing story because when the chips are down and the shit hits the fan you never know who's going to step in the gap Yeah, making with the, us coming off of a spring break all last week. I know uh, different parts of the country or different schools celebrate spring break. It's usually around this time, so you know, right before or right after Easter, mm-hmm. uh, where they'll have their week off or whatever. And uh, of course, uh, places like um, Florida and um, uh, Texas is excuse me, Texas. This beer got me. Texas, uh, parts of Mexico or whatever, you know, Cancun, whatever, will have spring break, and uh, you know, it'll be it'll be craziness and stuff like that. Well, uh, in this situation, Galveston, Texas, which I actually lived in for about a month when hmm. I was 14 or whatever, I lived down there. Um, and they have one of the biggest seawalls. I think it is the biggest seawall in the world. A lot of people don't realize that. But big big party-type uh, town. A lot of people during the summer months uh, come from Houston and stuff like that. will be flocking, especially on the weekends, down to Galveston. And, of course, uh, with uh, beaches and seawalls, that means you got lifeguards because you got people swimming. And uh, this week uh, we're going to be featuring um, – we are featuring a, a very special lifeguard uh, who really, I felt, uh, yeah, the chips were down, man. And I think uh, she, by her own admission, she thought maybe she was going down. <laughs> so, wow. Anyway, just give this a listen. This is pretty crazy. Mary Stewart is an 11 year veteran with Galveston's Island Beach Patrol and in an emotional Facebook post said this yesterday, someone's life was slipping out of the palm of my hand in an instant. Your whole life flashes before your eyes. God refused. He gave me the strength, courage, and perseverance not to let go. Mary joins us now to share her experience. Mary, we appreciate your time on Fox and Friends and for what you did for those five people. Thank you so much. Well, tell me what happened. So they're, they're out swimming, what, 75 uh, yards out or something? That, that's pretty far. Yes, uh, I was with my partner, and we happened to be at the right place at the right time and it started off like any other rescue and just within seconds um, it turned into a life-threatening situation and it couldn't have been accomplished 
or it couldn't have been a success without my team there and all of us working and giving it our all and uh, believing in ourselves. Well, and I understand, I mean, you could have really been in some, some trouble yourself because they were sort of in a panic and almost taking you down too inadvertently, is that right? Yes, they were. And it, it was undescribable, uh, the feeling of having a life in your hand as well as trying hold, holding on to yours. Um, it puts a lot into perspective on what life is all about and what another life is all about. Wow, man. So let me let me paint the whole picture because obviously the video clip doesn't kind of paint the whole Whoa. screen of what's going on. So so Mary Stewart, that's who we're calling our hero this week, but her her and fellow supervisor, Dane Buck, they were called to the beach on the north side of Pleasure Pier around 2.30 p.m., and that was um, Saturday afternoon. And five swimmers, like they said, ventured too far out, about 75 yards or 75 meters out or whatever, which is that's a not, that's not far, but it's not freaking close to the beach either. I mean, especially if you got a tide or a rip current going on mm -hmm. or whatever. And um, she says that um, that um, her her and another lifeguard were already in the water, helping three of them get to the rescue board operated by the supervisor. So there's three lifeguards out there. So her and her partner with their cans, you know, their their life, you know, tubes or whatever. Right. Then her supervisor's already on there, kind of like these, like these big, uh, like a paddle board, but they're like a rescue board type mm -hmm. thing. And they got three of them and brought them to the board so they would quit flailing about or whatever. So they got something that's buoyant. And um, and she said that they were having a lot of trouble swimming uh, by the time that they, you know, they already got to them. You know, they were already close to going under, all five of them. So they got three of them. She said that um, she then tried to bring the remaining man, and there was a little boy to shore. And that's when shit got, like, upside down real quick because... They were totally in a panic. They were giving up on themselves. They started clinging to her. They're bringing her down. Right. She's starting, like, now she's, even though you're 11 year veteran, I mean, you know, their first reaction. And then you're thinking, like, I got a little boy, and I'm sure the man situation, too, you know, but I would be thinking, I know in my situation, I'd be thinking about this poor little boy, but hey, I got to think about self preservation first because yeah. I can't help them if I'm dead, too. You know what I mean? And wow. she said that you're just, you know, they're just completely in despair, screaming, no, no, no. And then she signaled to the other lifeguard uh, for help, uh, you know, all the while struggling to keep the two victims and herself above the water. And um, she said, and this is a direct quote, she goes, even though I did feel myself giving up on them, because um, she, she was saying, like, again, because you, you can't help somebody if you're dead. You exactly. Know? Yeah. She goes, I just, she reached up, basically, like she's saying, I reached down, grabbed the hold, reached deep, and I just refused to give up on them. I just refused to give up on my team. And I think it's really interesting she says it like that because she was talking about later on in the interview about how all the lifeguards, it's like a big team. It's a, it's a brotherhood. It's a familyhood, you know, or sisterhood or whatever. And she didn't want to, like, to face them. And I think that's always interesting how self-guilt or the guilt or the shame of what you bring upon your unit. And I think, you know, from a military yeah. perspective, you think about that, that even though I die, my unit will live on forever, uh, especially when you think of things like airborne and stuff like that. Yeah. And you don't want to bring shame. It's one thing to shame yourself, but to bring shame on all of them because you failed to act or give it your all or die trying, so to speak, you know. Uh, so long story short, though. It's they got, esprit de corps, man. Yeah. So long story short, uh, they got everybody back to shore. All five were okay. Uh, no one had to be transported, so nobody, you know, was in that kind of serious condition. But um, she just said, when once once everybody got to the beach, everybody was in extreme tears, <laughs> you know, and just really thankful and grateful. And um, you know, she she hasn't had any contact with them since then. But um, yeah, they, you know, they just all of her fellow lifeguards are giving her a shout out, supervisors and stuff like that. And uh, um, 
Yeah, I just think it's really cool because you got to remember these are total strangers. You know, they're, they're you know they're just total strangers. And but I mean, yeah, it's your job, but still, <laughs> it's amazing to have that. I guess level of clarity in those moments. That's what amazes me, and the thing that runs true through all the heroes never die segments is just that through all this adversity and absolute total uncertainty, there's this level of clarity for these these people that yeah they get involved. We're highlighting they right. just do it, and it's you know and and she says you know she could speak totally coherently about everything she was going through in this moment of absolute total chaos. Chaos, right? Exactly. And that's what's mind blowing to me. Yeah, absolutely. No, I thought I thought th- th- it was just it was badass and. Uh, and of course, as weather warms up, we want to remind people, you know, be safe out there, man. You know, uh, especially with water safety. You know, if you're drinking and on the beach, I mean, be, you know, or you know, poolside or whatever, and just be aware. You know, be heads up. You know, we always Absolutely. talk about drinking responsibly. Have a plan. You know, don't be the idiot that's getting in the water drunk, especially uh, on the beach situation with undertoes and rip currents and everything else like that, man. I mean, it'll, you know, <laughs> well, they should, uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna go that far out and put yourself in danger, you should. There should be like some unwritten waiver that you've signed just by doing that. You allow a lifeguard to knock you out so you don't <laughs> don't bring the lifeguard down when yeah. they're trying to save you. Oh man, it's one of the things that gets me is just like you said that panic and that absolute desperation. Yeah, and how they're just they're, you know they view her as just a buoy. <laughs> Well, to float on, you'll do whatever you can do to stay alive. You know, at the end of the day, you know, you'll. I mean, it's that animal instinct. I think to try to survive, even though you might. Oh, well, it is. You're gonna kill somebody it else. Is. You know, in the process, and yourself. So, it's like when I was in uh, psychological operations. You know, and uh, working on that side of the house, and then seeing the training that the the uh, special operations scuba yeah. school does. I mean, these guys are literally drowned and then resuscitated. So That's they know crazy. what it's like to start having the blackout happen and how their brain starts to deceive them and muscle function and coordination go. So they have to acknowledge and experience all this so they know when they can recognize when they're going to drown. That's crazy. No, thank you. <laughs> it's it's I'm, nuts. I'm not, don't sign me up for that. So, <laughs> Absolutely nuts. But get more on this story, and it's definitely worth hearing the rest of uh, the interview and, and just an amazing, amazing fortitude. And her name again? Uh, it's Mary Stewart. Mary Stewart. So yeah, Mary Stewart. She's an eleven-year uh, veteran with the Galveston Island Beach Patrol. Uh, this is Galveston, Texas. So awesome. Well, big props to Mary for her efforts and good reason why we're calling her our hero this yeah. week for our Heroes Never Die. And check out the back catalog episodes and find out all these other amazing stories as far as these heroes right here on Beer Army Engaged. And uh, stick around. Are you come to Sue's coming up? Got some insanity for you. And, Dude, this uh, has got to be the craziest story ever, bro. I thought it was totally freaking satire, and it's true. And all I'm going to talk about, or all I'm going to tease it with, is the order of the Yanni. The Yanni. So, <laughs> wait until, I mean, I'm going to, I got to post a story, I think, separately on Facebook, because I just cannot <laughs> believe this shit. You're talking the musician? Nope, not the musician, man. I'm talking about a different type of Yanni. Well, that, so. It makes me wonder about the musician. Uh, exactly right, dude. Oh. Wait, wait until you hear about this, dude. You're gonna be like, "Oh, are you kidding me, man?" So, well, I've got the uh, the oddest time to want to take a selfie. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, by God, if you're in Connecticut, be careful around a uh, be careful around a buffet of crab legs. Crab legs. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Seriously, stick around. That's coming your way for Yikum to Soup. Beer Army engaged on Beer Army Radio. On the battlefield of beer, 
An informed soldier is a good soldier. Learn more about the Beer Army Foundation. Go to beerarmy.org. Get informed about beer, upcoming events, festivals, and community outreach that the Beer Army provides and supports. The revolution starts with you at beerarmy.org. Beer Army Engaged. I have to tell you, man, I'm really excited about uh, the scholarships this year. I know the deadline for applications has passed, but mm-hmm. it's it's that time where there's there's some some people that are going to really reap the rewards from all the efforts from the Beer Army Foundation. No, it's pretty cool too because uh, when we go to our PO box or whatever, like literally, I have to put two feet on the wall to try to pull out the cluster of uh, envelopes and everything else. I mean, it, they they pack it in there so tight, and it's like literally. I would say we probably get eighty percent of our applications in like two days, like oh, you wow. know, they, and they send them on. I'm always like, can you just put a key and put it in one of the bigger boxes? You know, <laughs> I mean, imagine me, you know, with two feet, like you're, you're trying to pull out all these damn things out of this PO box. But uh, no, it's crazy. So that means uh, the month of April. So what we're doing is we're consolidating all the entries, uh, all the submissions. It'll go to the selection committee, and that selection committee is made up of people that are not part of a Army Foundation per se. They're people that we know, business owners. Um, people that work in um, government and other businesses like uh, uh, Amazon or Homeland Security, stuff like that. And uh, they go through a selection process, independent, and then we bring, we um, what's the word I'm looking for? We aggregate the results okay. independently, mm-hmm. come up with that, and then that's how we, we do our, our winners, our selection process. Nice. And, and then we'll notify the winners uh, beginning of May. So it's a good unbiased way to do that. Yeah, no, yeah. we want to make sure that we just not tainted anyway. So well, it's really cool when you have the outside uh, outside selection committee. That's a, that's what makes it more honestly makes it more important, more valid in my book. I did read a really good entry. Mary uh, pulled it out, and uh, somebody selected the uh, the question about the difference between integrity and loyalty. It was really oh, well wow. written. It was really well written. So I I, I think they'll. They'll probably be in the uh, one of the selectees because it was so well written. I was really blown away. And that's the thing I think that really amazes me too is is again, uh, a lot of our applicants are high high uh, high school seniors or freshmen, uh, sophomores in college. But we get people thirty, forty years old going back to college, mm-hmm. master's degree, pursuing that or whatever. And um, it's really interesting to hear, especially if they're answering the same question or something like that, just different thoughts because obviously oh, like, yeah. there are different points in their lives. So how some are full of aspiration and then the other ones are speaking from real world experience, you know, more pragmatic. Just, yeah, 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 exactly. Pragmatic. And, uh, it's just easy. It's just always interesting to compare and contrast. Uh, also Speaking of comparing and contrasting, um, <laughs> we'll get to it in okay. a minute. I'm sorry. I'm really excited to dive into this. No, but I just want to remind people, uh, pledge, 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 yes. pledge your support, go to beermeorg slash pledge. Um, you know, you get some uh, cool Beer Army super swag, and then of course our online store. If you want to just buy something and uh, support the you know Beer Army and support it, so please do so because that helps us fund these scholarships. But yeah, I don't want to talk anymore. No, absolutely, I, want, I, want no. to get, I definitely want to get to Vietnam Sioux. So the pledging and supporting in whatever way you can is is greatly appreciated. You're you're part of the Beer Army in doing so, and help us do great things. So be a part of it. BeerArmy.org is where you go for all that and more. And right now, um, we have. <laughs> I think this is a, one of the most insane lineups of stuff we're covering for Yikum to Sue that it have all happened in one shot. So I th- this is definitely my top story. Well, let's without further ado, let's dive into this insanity because in a crazy world as this, there's just some shit you can't make up. I, I teased it with the order of the Yanni, and all I'm going to say is that imagine if you took the woman of your dreams. And you combine it with the beer of your dreams. 
Okay, just imagine what that could be like. And then I'm gonna queue up this video. Okay, so just keep that in thought, I'm queuing up the video. Imagine a woman of your dreams, your object of desire, her charm, her sensuality, her passion. Try her taste, feel her smell, hear her voice. Now free your fantasies and imagine that with a magic wand you can close it in one bottle of beer. The golden drink brewed with her lure and grace and flavored with instincts, which source we have identified. We have discovered a process of transmission of her essence, of her femininity. Her instincts by isolation of lactic acid bacteria from her vagina. What? <laughs> a transmission of her essence. I don't know if I like the guy's accent, the background music. His, his accent makes it a little creepy, although oh. they went with British probably to not make it creepy, but still creepy. <laughs> but, like, did we just hear that correctly? The essence for through her, the secretions of her vagina. Now, I've it's heard... Like we've discovered a process of transmission of her essence, not of her femininity, her and, instincts, by isolation of lactic acid bacteria from her vagina. Now, I know in Japan they'll have dirty panties in uh, in uh, vending machines and like I, I get all the fetishes, but this is like uh, over the top. But dude, you're not gonna have a wife or a girlfriend if you're bringing this beer out. Dude, it gets better. Listen, I got a little bit more here. You gotta listen to the rest. Listen a little bit more. Our laboratory isolates and multiplies the bacteria in a safe way. Additionally, we examine the final bacteria in terms of its purity and safety. We use the bacteria in the production of sour ales, lambics, <laughs> Flanders ales, and sour stouts. By using yoni bacteria in the process, the beers contain femininity and women's instincts. We have selected oh. beautiful Czech model, Alexandra Brendlova, to be our source of the yoni. Yeah, she's that beautiful. is a kind of female whose pheromones will stay with you after the meeting for the following week long. It's total insanity and excitement reminding you of the best time of your youth. Wow. Total, total I'm insanity. So, I'm dude. sorry, this is just like a recipe for disaster. It really is. <laughs> So how many dudes are going to buy this beer and then think they're in love with this girl, be like drinking this beer, getting drunk, and then sipping this beer and looking at Google images of her. Uh, Next thing you know, she has a bunch of creepy stalkers and be like, you're... We, you're we, a sour stout. We picked the perfect model, supermodel. You check, you know, I'm just like, what? Oh, my God. So this is a crowdfunding site. Sours? Dude. Sours, yeah, I know. Was it, right? <laughs> if your girl asks you how I taste, you better not answer sour, sour or yeah. sour stout. Yeah. You remind me of a sour stout, babe. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the quote. The secret of the beer lies in her vagina. <laughs> it's like, what? Well, oh, uh, if God. Uh, what is well, where does Yanni come from? I don't. Oh, because they go on. If you watch the rest of the video, the hieroglyphic, which is pronounced Yanni, means like female vitality or some shit like that. So they're going know. off of Egyptian hieroglyphics. I don't know if it's Egyptian or if it's Greek or what, but yeah, I didn't want to play the whole damn video because it's like what three minutes long or something like that. And wow. I, I know we got other stories we got to get to, but uh, so Yanni is like hieroglyphic for vagina. Or, or female vitality. I don't know, dude. You gotta watch the rest of the video. Tell, hey, watch the rest of the video after the show's done. If you want to see, hear more. If I'm not mistaken, I'm assuming it is. It's something of that. Like, if that. that's the case, then Yanni, the musician, is a total freaking perv. <laughs> wow. Maybe he's like, man, you know what? I'm gonna play these soft, sultry tunes, and I'm gonna get some vag. Wait, strike that. I'm gonna get some Yanni. Yanni. 
no way, that's my new name. Nobody will know it. Nobody will know that I'm, you know, I'm secretly in this business for Tang, yo. That's crazy. For a sour stout. (laughs) Good Lord. I know, man. Like, I want to stay on this story and talk, but I know we got some other good stories that we want. Well, they want 150,000 euros. In, in this crowdfunding campaign. Yeah, and they talk about what they're going to do with the money and how they're going to produce more if it's successful and other... And then they're offering you an opportunity to use your girlfriend or your wife's Yanni and make your own custom beer or whatever. Dude, I... It's, like, you got to go check better this not, out. You better not drink that beer with your friends. Just just check out the web links. Dude, dudes are going to be so territorial. They're not going to share this beer. They're not going to take this beer to a beer tasting. <laughs> They're not going to take their homebrewed Yanni to a beer tasting. Here, taste my wife. Oh. She's, a, she's a Flanders Sour. <laughs> <laughs> They've only raised 930 euros in 12 days of the 150,000 euro goal that they have. Yeah, well, I mean... They have 19 days left. I'm sorry, but I doubt you're going to have Vag beer on the shelves anytime soon. Vag beer on the shelves. I don't know, dude. I just, I was like... Yanni Brew. I swear, dude, if if I told you that, would you believe me? You'd be like, come on, dude. No. That's like some onion shit, you know what I mean? No, I wouldn't. But Uh, if I told you... uh, if I if I put you in a scenario of being on a plane with a hijacker, would you ever think that there'd be somebody taking a selfie with said hijacker? Taking a selfie with the hijacker? Yeah. You're taking a selfie with the hijacker. Yeah. And it's a legitimate hijacking. Yeah. I, no. You should be whooping that ass. Well, on a recent flight of Egypt Air, uh, there was a, the flight was hijacked. Okay. And there was a British passenger who actually... Took a selfie. With the hijacker. With the hijacker. Does it, okay, so the hijacker, I'm assuming, has a weapon or some shit like that. And then they take a selfie. He was wearing man. a bomb vest. What the fuck, man? Uh, well, I, my, my initial thoughts exactly when I first came across this story is like, what an idiot. Yeah. But I had to reassess that. Now, you'll go through the same evolution, uh, trust me. This, uh, this is his appearance on Good Morning America recently. In that moment that photo was taken, I was thinking, you know, I um, I hope this pose looks good. The the minutes preceding that photo being taken were probably a bit more important. Note. Yes. Okay. But when I first heard it, he's like, I hope this pose looks good. You're a friggin' idiot taking a selfie with a hijacker. But it goes on and gets better. How did you decide to even take the photo in the first place with a man who, who you didn't know uh, whether or not he actually had that suicide belt on? So there was, there was a whole host of... Um, you know things going on at that point there was there was a limited amount of information being relayed from the cabin crew who were negotiating with the uh, terrorist or sorry with the hijacker um i don't speak arabic the majority of the interaction was taking place in arabic uh in order for me to get a better understanding of the situation and to engage with this person I, I thought of several ways in which I could, you know, further interact with him, of which taking a selfie was one. That's there was an actual strategy behind taking that photograph with with the hijacker. Yeah, believe me, it was a it was a very thought through process. And what were you trying to accomplish by taking that image? I wanted to interact with the the hijacker. I wanted him to understand that I was a human. I was doing human things. That. I wasn't just a a nameless, faceless victim. 
that I was a real living person, and you know I wanted to, I wanted that to be clear, um, and you know so he he would understand that. I also wanted to get a better look at the device at him. I needed to understand if he had any other weapons, if there were any other hijackers I hadn't seen who were with him. I'm so glad that it did end well. Interesting. Is yeah. There any yeah. Little recon action there. Well, the the, uh, the state of mind to have, or the presence of mind to be thinking all that while it's happening, while you got some jackass with a bomb on his chest, and you're getting up even cozier to him when the last place you want to be is anywhere near him, you know? Yeah, just mean. claiming to be a, a you know a stupid Westerner who wants a selfie. The crazy thing, I, was, I saw the raw video for this, and it's just like, I'm just like, holy shit, man. Like, because you're on a plane, because if the damn thing goes off, you're fucked. Yeah. Okay, yeah. you ain't no, you ain't gonna, you know... It's going to tear a huge hole in the cabin. It's going to depressurize so damn fast. It's going to rip the airplane apart. I mean, you know, and if you're out of your seat, not in a seatbelt, you're definitely flying out the freaking hole, you know? So, I mean, you're, 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 you're fucked six ways a Sunday, brother, you know? It's like, so. Enjoy the ride. Yeah, exactly. Take a selfie. So maybe he just, like, summed it up and looked at his whole... Yeah, I mean, I, I, guys got big balls, man. I mean, shit to me, the thing, that's, yeah, was to like, me, that's more of a heroes never die, or heroes never die segment, you know? I mean, uh, almost, I think, you know? Well, when I first saw it, I was like... I can't believe this idiot took a selfie with a hijacker. Right. And then when I dove into the story, I was like, that's actually pretty damn cool. Now, did uh, so what, how did everything unfold? Did, uh, did you... Um... Oh, the plane, well, the, the plane was uh, diverted where the hijacker wanted it to go, and he ended up getting detained. All the passengers oh, they were, did. were okay. Yeah. So nothing, nobody died. They ended yeah. up getting this asshole. Good. Hey. Yeah. Hopefully, maybe that helped <laughs> help the situation. So. I got it, but the guy wasn't like affiliated with anybody else. It was just, oh, just I wanted thing. to see his wife or something. Yeah, no, oh, well. But I, we ran a little long here with all of our, our topics. Some yeah. good ones, though, man. Yeah, no, the Yanni man. It's all about the Yanni. <sighs> I don't, you know what? I love sour beers, but now I'm going <laughs> to... Maybe that's why. Maybe I'm subconsciously going for the Yanni. Well, I was kind of thinking about, you know, Mick University, you know, giving instruction, you know. Uh, I don't know. You, see, maybe I give you some material, put a, another presentation within your uh, course of instruction. Well, <laughs> then there'll be a lot of people that won't drink sour beers. <laughs> oh, you got to love it, man. You got to love it, dude. Oh, uh, well, make sure you tune in next week because we'll have another another awesome podcast for you, another great beer to highlight. And as always, you can find us online, beerarmy.org. The whole back catalog of episodes, all the information you need about the Beer Army Foundation can be found there. So definitely check it out and get your tickets for Brewburn Beer Fest. The you know discount code expires this weekend, so take advantage of that. Out here in New Bern, North Carolina, New Bern Riverfront Convention Center. That is Brew Bern. And in the meantime, rounds out. Beer Army Radio.